Up on the screen, you see uh, what we're going to be talking about tonight. I am going to turn my Bible over here real quick and read something to you as we just, we're just going to let that camp out there for a second. Um, <clears throat> Jesus makes, makes a point here of reiterating something. When, whenever Jesus, you're going to find that in the New Testament scriptures, the New Testament scriptures spends a lot of time talking about false teachers, false prophets, false messiahs. There's a lineup of these fellows, these people. We see them, and I've got some pictures for you here in just a minute on the PowerPoint of people who actually claim to be Jesus. And listen, they got quite a following. There are people that claim to be Jesus in this day who have tens of thousands of followers. And there are so many false doctrines out there, so many false teachers out there, so many false prophets out there. The Bible has a lot to say about this kind of stuff. And you're going to notice, as I said, as we walk through the word together, as you read through the New Testament a lot, you're going to read and find that Jesus talks about this a lot especially in the end times, because it's so prevalent and so destructive. So you can see here this portrait, this picture of this wolf in sheep's clothing. Next slide, uh, Luke. Jesus himself said in Matthew chapter 7, watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. Go back to that picture real quick. Look at that. Spiritually speaking, that's who we're up against. Looks like a sheep, is amongst the sheep, <coughs> colored like a sheep, could be easily mistaken from, for one uh, at a distance. But the actual thing that you're looking at will destroy the sheep and will just tear them to pieces over the centuries since Jesus has come to earth and died and was resurrected and went into heaven, there's been countless imposters. People who have pretended to be the Messiah or claim to know details about future events that they couldn't really possibly know. And false prophets and false messiahs, as I said, are nothing new but in the end times, they become increasingly prevalent and destructive in the last days. That's why Jesus keeps reiterating this stuff. Listen to what he says here in Matthew 24. And I'm going to be reading 24 through 31. This is in the NLT. It says, For false messiahs and false prophets will rise up and perform great signs and wonders, so as to deceive, if possible, even God's elect. See, I have warned you about this ahead of time. So if someone tells you, look, the Messiah is in the desert, don't bother to go and look. Or look, he's hiding here, don't believe it. For as the lightning flashes in the east and shines to the west, so it will be when the Son of Man comes. Just as the gathering of the vultures show there is a carcass nearby, so these signs indicate that the end is near. Then we're going to get later on, we're going to get into these other things that's going to happen post rapture stuff. 
Jesus kind of doesn't go in chronological order in some of these things. So you have to pick it apart. Okay. So looking at this, uh, when, he, when, he, when he says right here, the, again, in Matthew 24, starting with one of the very first things he says, he says, don't be deceived. Deception is such a powerful tool of the devil. Why is deception such a, such a thing that Jesus keeps reiterating it? Because if you're deceived, you could be led astray and miss eternal life. And there are a lot of people out there like that. Listen, and and I'm not bringing down the hammer of judgment on anybody. Understand my speech. Somebody's wrong. How many denominations do you think there is in this world? Somebody's wrong. Are they wrong to the point to where it's a dividable issue to where it's a doctrinal problem, to where if you believe it, you're going to go to hell. There, there are a lot that is. Mostly debatable issues. But yes, there is a lot. A lot of people don't believe that Jesus has rose from the grave bodily. If you believe that, you're going to miss heaven. There are a lot of people that believe Jesus hasn't come in the flesh. If you believe that, you're considered an antichrist, and I'm going to read it to you here in a minute. You're going to miss heaven. There's a lot of people out there that teach that don't believe in the born-again experience. If you don't believe that, you're not going to make heaven. So I've just named you three that are prevalent these days. Three. Just off the top of my head. There are... There are religions that bow down to idols that have a sort of godliness but deny the power thereof. So much. So who's right? The problem is, is we've become so tolerant that we've missed the cause of Christ. It's one thing to be tolerant. But you can't let your tolerance dictate the doctrine that you believe. Or that you will allow in your heart, you see. If it wasn't such a problem, Jesus would not be mentioning it over and over and over again. Over and over again. Once again, deception is a powerful tool of the devil. He deceived Adam and Eve into believing something, believing something that God, he twisted God's word and listen, they died. They immediately went into a, 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 a kind of, they were separated from God. You can see that Jesus is speaking certainly, con- I mean, he's very concerned about deception in the last days. He keeps reiter- reiterating it. In times of extreme persecutions, as we're reading down through the word, when you read this, I'm going to read this again, just so that we have, we keep it in our minds. False messiahs and false prophets will rise up and perform great signs and wonders so as to deceive, if possible, listen, even the elect. So there would be a chance that that would be so prominent and so powerful that even God's elect might start to believe into into the deceptions. Okay? Why? In extreme times of persecutions, in extreme times of persecutions, people are going to find it difficult to be loyal. Jesus 
talking about just right before this, these tumultuous times, it's going to be so bad. Let me just bring us to reality for a second. I'm just going to talk to you as if we're sitting around the dinner table. I want to know what your thought life would be like if, in fact, everybody's talking. If you're watching the news, if you don't know anything about what I'm getting ready to say, then you're living in a cave somewhere. We are this close to nuclear war. This close. That close. If a nuclear weapon was to explode over the town of Lexington and absolutely decimate it, and everything within 20 to 30 miles experienced fallout, and then we had the, the, uh, the nuclear winter, where a nuclear winter is when the bomb explodes, the mushroom cloud goes up with all the dust and debris, the dust and debris has all contaminated with radioactive material, and it begins to fall down. And as it gets on you and as you breathe it, you die. We're that close. And nobody seems to care. You go to church services, listen to church services, and people's not even praying for their country. What's going on? What if that was to happen? What if that? What if you couldn't get food? You were having a problem. What if? Everything that you call normal right now was turned upside down. This is what Jesus is talking about. That's exactly what he's talking about. In extreme times of persecution, in extreme times of difficulties, and Jesus said like never has been since the beginning of the world nor ever shall be. And if it gets that bad, Will you be able to hold on to your loyalty to Jesus Christ? Could you hold on? That's what this is talking about. That's why he talked about the things that he talked about right before he just said this. Is Listen, loyalty is going to be running thin. Because it's going to be so easy for people to want to grab to hope in something. Someone who will stop this mayhem, right? What if? Go ahead and go to the next slide, brother. There you go. Now, lots of theologians have looked at this. This is a prophecy that Peter gave. Now I want you to read this. The day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. The day of the Lord. The day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. In which the heavens shall melt away. With a great noise. And the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also, and the works that are therein, shall be burned up. Now I don't know about you, but I'm telling you, a man of antiquity, who's been shown a future event, that sounds a little bit like something that we're capable of doing these days. A loud noise, the elements melting, I mean the air, everything in, in, in this space is just viscerated. People's going to have a hard time maintaining their faith when things get like that. People's going to have a hard time when they're living under that kind of guise. Folks, listen to me. If we believe in that, the earth is going to burn. Now, whether or not it will be at the hands of man, 
or if this is indicative of Jesus doing this. But we have the capability, or if God uses man to perform his will. It's going to burn. Peter said so. There's no denying it. He's inspired by the Lord, inspired by the Holy Spirit. Look at it. Read it with your own eyes, folks. So it's, it's time to be serious with God. He knew how tough it would be when the world is in absolute chaos and you can't believe anything that you hear or anything that you see. Just like today, America is one of the most propagandized countries in the world. I mean, you're, you're, you can't trust anybody what you're being told. It's amazing. We've talked about that here before. And I don't preach politics. I'm just saying, you can't believe anything. We'll never know exactly the reasons why. You never know. You can't, you can't, you can't tell. Political parties are out for gain and agenda. We, you, you know that the news agencies are owned by pharmaceutical companies. That's a fact. And they're given what to say and they can't say anything else. That's not news. That's propaganda. Hitler used it. Listen. Listen to me. How could a, a country of normal human beings like you and me allow a madman get behind it, join the army and fight for it to exterminate Millions of people. How does that happen, folks? Don't say it could never happen. We're seeing it in our streets. We're watching it with our own eyes. But somehow, some way, the devil keeps us from being alarmed. I don't know how that is. He's got a power about him, Satan does. He's got this ability to throw a veil over the face of people, over the heart of people, to kind of sort of harden your heart and to keep you from being alarmed. You can be witnessing something so hideous and it's... Okay, I'm back. I'm done with that. Back to normal life. I don't understand that power. I can't, just, I can't tell you that power because I don't know it, but it exists we see it every day. It's happened amongst us. My uncle who was over there said, oh, my goodness, one of the things that the guys talked about, you know, if you're a troop and you're walking along in Germany and you're going from place to place and you're liberating these, these concentration camps and bodies, brother, Ronnie, listen, bodies stacked up as far as the eye can see like cordwood as far as you can see. And townspeople, houses all around, living all around it. Dachau, Buchenwald, Auschwitz. You tell me the devil doesn't have the power of propaganda. The ultimate race. The Aryan race. The blonde-headed, blue-eyed is the perfect race. Brother, a whole country bought into it. 
My uncle used to tell me, he goes, that's one of the things us soldiers used to talk about. We would be walking from town to town, all these people, all these normal people just out doing their thing, watching all these people be exterminated. Hmm. What are we to do? I'm telling you what we have to do right now in this hour and time that we're living in. In this prophetic time that we're living in, we have to stay alerted and we have to stay faithful to Jesus Christ in every single thing we do. Don't be afraid. Don't listen to false prophets and messiahs. Stand on God's holy word and we'll make it past the carnage that's about to take place. We might see a little bit of it, but get your bags packed because the rapture is about to take place. I'm telling you, be ready. Be ready. Everything is, 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 is on the line. Next, next, uh, next slide, brother. In Deuteronomy, these false prophets, these pretenders who that will proclaim that they see things or that they're Jesus, and you might not be able to see this, but this is uh, Deuteronomy 13, 1 through 5, and I think I've got a couple more, or at least one more slide with this. Listen how serious this is about deception. This is how serious it was in the Old Testament. Thank God we don't live in the Old Testament days. I'm telling you that. Listen to this. If a prophet or one who foretells by dreams appears among you and announces to you a miraculous sign or wonder, and if the sign or wonder of which he has spoken takes place, and he says, let us follow other gods, gods you have not known, let us worship them, you must not listen to the words of that prophet or dreamer. The Lord your God is testing you to find out whether you love him with all your heart and with all your soul. Next slide. It is the Lord your God you must follow and him you must revere. Keep his commands and obey him, serve him and hold fast to him. Just like, just like I just told you. That prophet or dreamer must be put to death. Because he preached rebellion. He preached rebellion against the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt and redeemed you from the land of slavery. He has tried to turn you from the way of the Lord. Your God commanded you to follow. You must purge the evil from amongst you. Listen, that's not too tolerant. So likewise, in this New Testament era, we got to purge that stuff from us. No, we're not going to go out and stone somebody. But listen, we got to know it when we see it, know it when we hear it, and put it from us. That's very serious, deception is. It's a very serious thing. God takes it very seriously. In this last days, as I said, Jesus keeps, keeps reiterating it. And simply put, it's just because someone can perform a miracle or hear some, heal someone or predict a future event doesn't mean that it come from God. Boy, I tell you, how many discussions have I had with people out there, church people, who said, listen, boy, I knew a dude or I knew a woman who could tell you what was going to happen. Was she a Christian? No. From where did she get her power? I don't know. That is the mark of a false prophet. If someone tells you and someone has a capability and they're not saved and the, the, the glory doesn't come from God or if they're not called from God and if it's not God telling them, 
And we all know that if you're not saved, God doesn't talk to you that way. Don't listen. People look up the horoscopes in the, in the newspapers all the time. Throw that from you in the name of Jesus. Attached to that are spirits and demonic things. Ouija boards and such. Get that from you and do not allow it to be near you. If someone claims to be something and they're not called by God to do it, if they're not even a Christian, brother, I'm telling you where it's coming from. It's coming from the devil. That's simply put. And that's Bible. That's not the book of J. I've had people with all kinds of strange belief systems, you know, and such. A true story. I'm going to tell you a true story. Go to the next slide, brother. True story for you. As you all know, or probably know by now, that I belong to a Native American group, the Shawnee tribe. And I know I look like Elizabeth Warren. But I promise you, it's in my background. I can speak the language. One day, I'm going to tell you, this was before I was saved. This is when I was young. We, there, Tecumseh, Peshiwa Fanwe Undawa was his name. The panther that is in the sky. Tecumseh was called the panther in the sky because his father went out. Now listen to this pagan stuff. His father went out and immediately he, they looked for what's called an unsoma. And that's a sign. And the, the moment that Tecumseh was born, a comet flew over. Green like the eye of the panther. And so his name was the panther in the sky. Peshiwa Fanwe Undawa. That's Shawnee language. That's authentic stuff. Well, when Tecumseh was older, he claimed himself to be a prophet. And he said, I will be killed and predicted his death in the battle of 1812 in up above the lakes at the battle of what's called the Thames or the Thames, however you want to pronounce that. Tecumseh was shot and killed the day that he said he was going to die. But he said to the people before he died, and this is handed down to us through oral tradition, that he would one day return to his people. Well, I was there when he did. I was a long time ago. Standing on tribal ground, an old woman came that day. Didn't know her. She was not a tribal member. She says, I have something I want to present to you. She says, my great, 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 great grandfather was a man with the last name of Galloway. And he shot and killed Tecumseh. And when he did, he skinned a piece of his leg off and tanned it. And I have it. And I want to give it to you so that you can bury it. Again, as a young man, and I wasn't saved. But let me tell you what happened. As I was standing there that day, you can see that it was human skin. It was, no, it was a no-doubter. It was authentic looking. We went to put it in the ground. 
Native Americans have certain ceremonies that they do. So he might have said words like, Yin ke wan kiji o da wan te shawanoe lanie a o da oko zine alme nishnazahak. Pahwaka ha bin michigan amblada me kamawaga o ni digima. She gamanese naga ponum. And when he said that, and we were standing there on a clear day, sunny and blue, it rained. And I was there, and so was my dad, and I witnessed this thing. It fell from heaven on a clear day. You could see a horse ride by that no one knew where it come from and no one knew where it went. That happened. That is absolute truth. Because Satan has power. Later on after I got saved, I realized how bad that stuff is. And I pushed away from that. It was absolutely real. I'm honest to goodness telling you the truth. When someone performs a miracle, doesn't mean they're from Jesus. Satan will be able to perform what's called lying wonders. Some say, is it authentic power that he has to be able to perform things to deceive people? Yes. And possibly, who knows, trickery of some kind. False prophets' teachings will lead people away from Jesus. This is how you tell if someone's a false prophet or not. The disciple, Jesus says in Luke 6.40, the disciple is not above his master, but everyone who is perfect shall be as his master. If you can look at the followers of people, one way to identify a false prophet is to look at the kind of people their followers are becoming. If someone's preaching Jesus, and someone's a for real prophet, and someone's preaching truth, the people should grow in Christ. You should become more and more Christ-like as you go along. If you're in a true church where God is truly the Lord of that church, then you will be taught truth. Unabated truth. You will be taught it. You will be preached it. It will be given to you just like tonight. And you will learn the scriptures. And you will become aware of spiritual warfare. You'll become aware of who you are in Christ. You will become a disciple for the Lord Jesus Christ. You will mark a change in your life. You will see Mark 10 years ago till, till this point, And you'll see a positive change in your life. You're not just sitting there spinning your wheels. Listen, we've seen this kind of thing go on. We've seen this stuff with David Koresh. Right? Look what happened to those people down there. Long before the tragedy stuck, uh, struck, trouble was evident in the lives of the people. You could see it happening. You could see it going on. We all can remember those days. But because our culture is more concerned about tolerance, like I said, than the Word of God, we missed it. And tragedy struck. We tolerated that. Listen, they make claims. They'll lead people away from Jesus. They'll make claims or present teachings that are not based in the Scripture. They'll, make, they'll tell you things that's not scripturally based. For instance, 
the Jehovah's Witnesses don't believe that Jesus is the second person of the Trinity because they don't even believe in the Trinity. They don't believe that he physically rose from the grave. That's a false doctrine. They can tell you a lot about the Bible. They can tell you a lot about God. But if you believe in their doctrine to hell, you will go. Mormons believe that that Jesus, of all things, they teach that Jesus is the spirit brother of the devil. I mean, did you know that? This is why it's so incredibly important that you know these kinds of things. And you can't just say, well, it's all good. No. You read what I, what you seen what I read up here on the screen. We got to push that away from us. You can't believe in any of that. As a matter of fact, we're told we're supposed to rebuke that with love and kindness and present people with the truth. These false teachers. A miracle really doesn't prove anything. Frauds, uh, frauds and fake messiahs have been around forever. A false prophet would say that Jesus hasn't risen from the grave physically. That he's a spirit person. If that's the case, then you and I are both, we're all in our sins. This is why this is so important. These little details, these little details... Like Jesus had a relationship with one of the disciples, or Mary Magdalene. Well, that disqualifies him from being the, the, the Messiah. It disqualifies your salvation. All the, the, the little details that people like to shove in the, to, to the very end of what they believe. John 1.14, go, go ahead and go to the next one, brother. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. I want you to listen, look at this. And this is that spirit of Antichrist. That group I just mentioned you has the spirit of Antichrist. You're reading it for yourself. Wherever you have heard that it should come, and even now already is, go ahead, in the world. But you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over those people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit who lives in the world. Those people belong to this world. So they speak from the world's viewpoint. And the world listens to them. Leave that there right, right quick. Speaking about worldly perspectives. In that last portion, verse 5, those people belong to this world, so they speak from the world's viewpoint, and the world listens to them. Worldly preachers who preach money, who preach gain, who preach wealth, who preach all this crazy stuff. It's emotion and not doctrine. There's nothing wrong with emotion. There's nothing wrong with getting happy in the Lord. But if that's all you got, and if that's all you're getting, you're lacking. You have to know the Word. The Word is what saves you. It's by the foolishness of preaching that men are saved. It's the Word of God that gives us what we need. They'll speak from a worldly perspective. You belong to God. You've already won the, 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 you've already won the battle. 
So false prophets will have a worldly perspective. Listen to this. Second John 10, 11, if anyone comes to your meeting and does not teach the truth about Christ, don't invite that person into your home or give any kind of encouragement. Anyone who encourages such people becomes a partner to their evil work. My gosh, did you just hear that? Second John 10 and 11. If anyone comes to your meeting and does not teach the truth about Jesus, don't invite that person into your home and give any kind of encouragement. Anyone who encourages such people becomes a partner in their evil work. You can be just as guilty if you encourage. God is What God is doing is He's given us a responsibility to not just sit back and easy come, easy go, laissez-faire. We're not supposed to be like that. Can't be like that. You don't have to be mean and hurtful and all those things, but we got to know the truth when the truth is being preached. Listen to this. I'm going to give you 22 attributes found only in 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 through 19. 22 attributes just in 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 1 through 19. Listen at this. This is 22 attributes of a false prophet. Look at this. In chapter 2, verse 1, they infiltrate the church. Also in 2.1, they come in secret. Also in 2.1, they deny the work of Jesus. Also, in 2.2, 2, they blaspheme the truth. 2.3 and 14, they are greedy. 2 and 3, they use words that sound remarkably close to the truth. 2 and 10, they follow the flesh. 2 and 10, they are presumptuous and self-willed. 2.10 and 11, they don't want to be under anyone's authority. They, uh, 2 and 12, they exhibit peace on the outside, but in the inside, they are untamed beasts. 2 and 12, they speak more evil than good. 2 and 12, they're ignorant. 2 and 13, they love to deceive others. 2 14, they're full of adultery. They're full of adultery. They have adulterous eyes. People in the time, this is a big one in the time that we live in. You need to make a covenant with your eyes, as the scripture says. I make a covenant with mine eyes. To not look in a way that's lust-filled. Lots and lots of people have felt that. That is a big one. 2.14, they just can't cease from sinning. This is a problem that they have. Not only are they adulterous in nature like this, Every time they look at a woman, they're, just, they're, they're filled with thoughts of lust and adultery fills their minds. Jesus, the Bible tells us that if a man looks upon a woman and lusts after her, he's committed adultery with her already in his heart. You need to make a covenant with your eyes. That's difficult when you live in a world where everything is shown to you in a provocative way. Amen? 
They can't cease from sinning. They just can't get enough. They just can't quit it. They, they may ask for forgiveness, but they just keep doing it. They ask for power to overcome it, but they can't. they pray on unstable new believers. They pray on unstable new believers. Listen, I've seen this in many different ways and attributes. Praying upon people. Praying upon people to get their money. Praying upon people to get their stuff. Praying upon people to, to just have their will being done in their life. Praying upon people in lustful ways. They intentionally speak lies. They know they're lying. And they do it anyway. I told you the story of my dad. One of the things. My dad was a preacher's son. My dad was a preacher's son. And I never got taken to church. Because of the things he's seen. He went to a... Was invited to a very charismatic outdoor revival and I told you this story before and the preacher was a friend of his the preacher told my dad which indicated what spirit he was of he says you watch tonight I'll get this crowd all fired up and I'll go over and I'll prophesy to that lady right there and that lady right there will give me anything I ask and it happened tell me Brothers and sisters, have your antennas up. Have your ears up listening for the truth. If a church don't preach the Bible, if they don't teach the Bible, turn it off. Turn it off. Oh, this can be... Listen to this. We see this all the time. I just don't know what God's going to say about something. You tell me. I don't know the answer to this. I'm asking you. I'm just saying. If God was to give you, brother, an extreme amount of knowledge in the Scripture, if God unveiled to you truth in the Scripture like to no other, and you package it up and you sell it, what do you think God's going to say about that? You tell me. You see it all the time. Gifted people. And this can be yours for $35. You're Make sure it's a love offering because that's tax exempt. Son. I would hate to think that God would give us knowledge and that we would take the knowledge that God gave us for the betterment of humankind and for the betterment of our church and then not give it to them because... They didn't buy it from you. Lord have mercy. I've always said I'm going to write a book. When God becomes real to you, the only difference between me and any other writer, no one will want it anyway, is I'll give it away. Because if I got anything, if if God has given me anything that might help someone, I'm going to give it to you. For who am I to market what doesn't belong to me? Who am I to take another man's goods and sell them? Now do you see how many false prophets there are out there? My wife's grandmother was a member of the 700 Club for years and years. 
And she would get their trinkets and their things that they send out. And I told her, I said, Betty, I said, listen, I'll bet you they won't send you money for your groceries. I'll bet you they won't help you if you're not able to give them their monthly tithe. And it came to pass. Her husband lost her job. And all them years of giving, they just dropped her like a hot rock. You better watch. All that money she should have gave to her local church who would have blessed somebody was given to folks who cared not. Lord, help me, Jesus. I'm just preaching truth to you. What am I going to do? Take this sermon tonight and sell it to you? Man, they do that too. What am I talking about? Buy the cassette. Buy the CD, they say. That aged me, didn't it? Buy the cassette. They're out for monetary gain. 2 Peter 2.15 They talk a lot, but they don't say anything. 2.16 They make grandiose promises, but never deliver. 2.17 They use alluring thoughts to provoke attention from their audience. 2.18 They make promises that they can't deliver. Next slide, brother. Here's a guy. Henry Cristo, a real guy. Alvaro Theas claims to be Jesus reincarnated. Has all kinds of followers in Brazil. He believed this. And by the way, the women who live with him on his compound that's fenced in. This is real today. Next slide. This man, Vissarion, a Russian man, claims he is Jesus, has 10,000 followers. Look him up online. He walks down through the middle of crowds, reaching out and touching children, and he claims that he is Jesus, and those people believe. Next slide. Here you go. Here's Alan John Miller. Claims to be the reincarnated Jesus and his partner, Mary Magdalene, in Australia. Lots of followers. You wouldn't believe it if I didn't show it to you. 